Hey, Warriors, and welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. Hope you guys had a great week. Um, I had a little bit of a stressful week. One of the things that I'm having to deal with with uh, my doctor is that my stress levels were pretty, probably in bad shape in a lot of ways, especially since what happened to us in Connecticut. I think that and then having to move and then having to move again, all that just kind of compiled into creating a stress on my adrenal gland. So one of the things that, you know, we had been working on was helping my stress levels get back to normal. And I kind of had last week a little bit of an issue, which is why I'm doing this podcast one day later than I normally do, because I just wasn't feeling up to it. Because one of the problems with having high stress levels is that uh, your your mind's very cloudy and has a very hard time focusing. Um, a lot of people are like, well, stop worrying. Well, that's not the problem. The problem is not that I'm worrying. The problem is that your body does have a system in play, your adrenal gland, and the core soul, I think is what it's called, can be used. And if your body has been stressed for too long and you haven't really been able to figure out how to take care of it properly, and it doesn't mean... As I finding an answer to solve this, but it's knowing that you have to protect yourself. So food can be a, be a huge factor of causing issue too, if you're not careful. Um, also having a lot of caffeine and you know, for the past few months, I've been having a lot more coffee than I probably would have done for years. And I think that could have been a factor. So I've been kind of going, I took a four day break, but now I'm kind of going back to being able to have it. So anyway. Um, as for the news about church, I can't say it quite yet. Um, my wife does have a meeting on Monday about her health, and that will give us more of an answer for us about when I can share. Uh, but God is doing things, and it's becoming more clear as time goes. And I'm more excited about it, This what God is doing. And I'll let you know probably by next weekend. And you just keep praying and praying for us and things will work out. Um, as for, well, you know, what we've been doing, you know, this past month has been a little bit on kind of getting you guys to really think about our future, you know, for 2022. And, you know, January is about to finish soon. You know, we got one more day and then we're going to be in February already. And this is the time... You know, the beginning of the year, if you're going to make a commitment of change, you make the commitment of change. And you should have already started probably since, you know, when I first talked about it. And it takes about 30 days to get a habit going. So if you haven't done that yet, this is the opportunity and time to do so. Now, overall, this week has been a lot of different things. One of the things has been, if you guys have not checked out skillet has put out their latest album dominion and i actually got to listen to another one of their songs and i've just kind of been playing it over and over again it's called refuge and then i started thinking about you know what this week about you know what it what what is refuge what is refuge to us as christians you know a lot of times we have talked about how you know God is a rock. Jesus, you know, is the the cornerstone of the church. We talk about the value of rock, and rock also is connected to the concept of refuge. Now, a lot of times when we picture refuge, we think of like a castle. So we think about medieval castles or towers or stuff like that. And if you're a gamer, you know this is something in MMORPGs you, you know you're familiar with. So the idea is that when we think of refuge, you think of a place that is more like a fortress. 
And we also know if you, you know, listen to sometimes the Christian music, you know, they do talk about God being our fortress. And one of the most, I would say probably the most common verses that you will ever hear and usually memorize is actually from Psalms 46. Now, the one person that we know is that David, when he, when he was basically a shepherd, you know, he talked about how mighty God was. He talked about how he is a God. He is his strength. And Psalms 46 verses one through three are basically the verses that most people have memorized or they see it on some type of Christian poster, but it says God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear through the through the earth gives away though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea though the waters roar and foam though the mountains tremble at its swelling so the idea is that god's strength and and the, why the imagery was used was to give us you know because when we look at a mountain we look at the vastness of how big it is and how strong it appears the strength that it holds to how it like there's nothing that can move a mountain and then we think about waters we think about the ocean the seas and how powerful waves are like if you've ever taken time to look at videos of tsunamis or uh crazy water uh storms that go on in the in the water and seeing these giant boats who you know if you were to stand by it you'd be like a small little pea but seeing how powerful the waves can make that boat mix around, swish around, and even, you know, go into the water. And, like, it's just, it's just, you can see the power of water. And the thing is that these imageries are to give us the understanding of how powerful God is in our human perspective towards God. He is supposed to be our refuge. He's supposed to be our strength. And why is it, and this is such an interesting, why is it then when things get rough, we don't turn to him? Why is it as men, you know, we've talked about how men always feel like they need to be that refuge and that strength for their family, for their wife, for their kids, for people they love. And so when they fail, they feel inanimate. They feel worthless. They feel they failed this world. But the reality is we are not strong without God. We have no power compared to God. We have no capability of being the man that we're supposed to be without first understanding who we or where we get our strength from. You know, it's, it's, it's always the concept when things get rough, the man feels weak. When his job is not working out the way he was hoping, he feels worthless. It's so common to see men when they're sick or if their wife has to work more hours now because they're incapable of doing what they're supposed to, they, they feel like they're supposed to be doing. That's engraved in us to lead and to care for our families. It's, it's engraved in us. But also what's in, what should be engraved in us is understanding that God is our refuge. 
He is our strength. And when we are in trouble, we are to go and run to him. We're supposed to be seeking him out. We're supposed to be understanding what the word refuge means. It means a condition of being safe or shelter from pursuit, danger, or trouble. You see, God calls himself refuge. So why is it that we don't seek him out? Why don't we run to him when we're having a hard time? When those people who are treating us bad, we don't seek his wisdom. We don't seek out his understanding. You know, God even says later on in that chapter in 10 and 11, it says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. You know, Pastor Fred and I were talking a little bit yesterday and we, we were talking about how Elisha was at that city and the people saw the enemy before them. And they thought, there's no way. We, we don't have the capability of stopping them. So why aren't they attacking? And Elisha basically had to you know, open their spiritual eyes to see that there was hundreds of angels also there. And that's what the enemy was seeing. You see, that's the same thing for us today. When we think the enemy has gotten a foothold on us, what we don't remember, we keep forgetting. You know, it's, it's talking about the armor of God, too, in this image. We are not alone in battle. We're not alone in dealing with life. We're not alone when we're struggling. We're not alone when things get hard. The enemy wants you to think that, you know, I remember talking about in, my, in the beginning of this podcast, the imagery is today men feel they're alone on the battlefield. They feel like they have to be the hero. They feel like they have to be the one to make a difference. So the fog of war is all they see. They, they, they see the enemy before them and there's hundreds of them and they feel like they have to fight it all. Whether it's their kid's sick, whether their wife is sick, whether they lost a child, whether they just lost the best job they thought they could never have, whether now they're homeless, now they're poor, um... They watch their, their church collapse. They, their wife leaves them. They feel everything is gone and taken away from them. And so they, they, they sit there in this battlefield on their knees, just getting pulted and pelted with, with so much evil and damage that they think they have to face that alone, that they need to figure out how to get back on their feet. And they forget God is their fortress. God is their refuge. And if men could get to that point of understanding that when things are not going as they were hoping for, all they have to do is run to their God. Ask him for guidance, wisdom, direction, power, strength, and courage, encouragement, being able to get off their feet again and, and push forward Trusting that God's going to do things. I, I, I've experienced that feeling of feeling like just like it's not worth getting up anymore because it's just so overwhelming knowing that I was going to go to a job that I had been longing to get just to get ridiculed and treated like crap by people who I thought were my friends. 
and who a, a guy who was supposed to be leading me was trying to figure out every way to get rid of me. You see, how many of you guys go through that at your jobs? Have you ever asked God, remove me from this? Put me where I can be used and, and be used by you. Because just because you go through this that suffering like I was going through, it doesn't mean that's where you're supposed to be forever. You don't have to every day go through struggle after struggle after struggle if that's God's plan to like like if God has another plan for you, ask him for that plan and ask him to get you out. Yeah, we we may not understand what God's trying to do in the moment of that situation. We may not be able to understand what it means to actually have to suffer such things, but sometimes we just need to ask God, is there a way out? Do you have another plan for me? Do I have to stay here? You know, I asked him that in December and January, but he didn't remove me until July. And then I spent the next two years basically trying to figure out how to heal myself from my back issues down to my mental state and my, my emotional state and my, my hurt, you know, he's healed a lot of parts of it. You know, my back still, you know, has issues, but it's getting better. You know, I still have my high stress levels, but it's getting better. And I've been trying to figure out ways to de-stress myself, even though I'm in a situation that's still in some ways stressful because I'm still not doing what I want to be doing because I'm still in a waiting period. But that's okay. And I have to run to him and remember that and, and seek him out through this. Because sometimes being willing to let go of your hurt and your pain can remove a lot of stress. And sometimes it may not be easy to be able to do that. And even if you think you've done it, there might be other parts in your life that you've just never seen as an issue that are actually issues. No, because my wife is like saying, well, you need to figure out how to stress yourself. I'm like, yes, I understand that, but I don't know how to do that in my current situation. Um, one thing I did two days ago was I just sat down, put music on my, you know, worship music in my ears and just sat in this like recliner chair and just prayed and tried to just chill out and it actually really helped. Um... If you have other ways, you know, share them. If you're on the Facebook page, put it on there because you guys should be able to respond. And I may put that question out this week. How do you distress yourself? Put your answers because I would love to see what some people are doing. Uh, it'd be really cool to see if any men, any of the guys in this group have actually found some things that just have worked for them because I wouldn't mind trying some ways. So we're going to take a quick break and come right back. I'll see you guys in a moment. Hey guys, welcome back. We've been talking about refuge. We've been talking about the importance of God being our refuge. And we've been talking about how stress is basically, I would say this, stress is probably one of the biggest issues with men. Sometimes they may not think they are stressed out, but they really are. Sometimes they think they can handle it, but they can't. 
Um, that's why praying with other men, doing studies together, having encouragement, feeling encouragement, because that's the thing is, when was the last time you told another guy that, you know, hey man, I just want to let you know, I'm going to, I want to pray for you right now. I want to encourage you right now. I want to build you up right now. And you know that they're struggling. When was the last time you just asked a couple guys at your church to say, hey, I really need prayer. Can you pray over me? When was the last time that, you know, you encouraged your son and let him know how well he was doing today? Because men need encouragement. They need to know that there's people that could say, good job, man. Get, you know, you got back on your feet. You're doing an awesome job. And then if you are a guy who says, oh, I don't need that. I don't believe you. Because that is not engraved in us to not seek out other men's encouragement and build up. That's just part of human, I would say human perspective of man. And sometimes even if a guy sounds like he doesn't need it, just saying, Hey man, I'm proud of you. And I, I'm so excited to see what God's doing in your life. And I just want to let you know, I'm praying for you can actually do so much wonders to a guy. Even if it looks like everything is going well, who may actually be really struggling inside. You know, another set of verses that stood out to me too is in Psalms. Like once again, it's Psalms 18. It says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. Now, a lot of times, you know, it's always depicted there's enemies, but, you know, there is people who are against you, and then there is the enemy itself who's against you. This is kind of an everyday thing. Like, the enemy, Satan and his cohorts, don't want to see you guys following the Lord, don't want to see you impacting your community, don't want to see you changing your church. They don't want to see you leading in your church. They don't want seeing you leading your family in the way of the Lord. They will do everything to try to break you from being a man of God. And stress, I will have to say, is one of the main things that they will use. Because I can tell you this, this attack on me is because what God is doing is an attack to try to break me from feeling like I can't do it. And I'm saying even right now to you guys, I am counting on the Lord. I do not believe the enemy has a foothold on me. And we got to remember refuge is a place to go. And we can go before the Lord in prayer. We can go to the Lord in worship. We can go to the Lord with other men in prayer and just even just to talk about things. One of the main things is talking about the feelings that you may have had and the things that may have happened to you in your life and telling someone about it may actually have a huge impact on you than you realize. You know, in, in that same chapter, 18, verse 6 says, In my distress, I called upon the Lord to my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. Then it says right after that, then the earth reeled and rocked, and the fountains also of the mountains trembled and quaked and it, because he was angry. The fact that we get to hear these words tells us that God is watching over us. God cares about your feelings. God 
cares about your hurt. God cares about your stress. God cares about your worries. God cares about the things that you're going through on a daily basis. And this year could be that year that you give it all to him, that you let it go. You let him know. You cry out to him. I don't know how many times I have told a guy, cry out to God. Not just say, Lord, hey, I'm having a hard time. Cry out to him. When was the last time you, in your frustration, just told God everything that you're feeling in that moment to let him know and just let it go? Because that's the key thing is being able to let go of the the problems that you have and letting it go. And a lot of times we're taught as men to keep it all in. You don't need to be sharing. You shouldn't be this emotional. It's not emotion in the sense of being a female. It's not being feministic in your in your outcome we have emotion men have emotion jesus had emotion men had emotion david is probably one of the most emotional men in scripture that i can think of besides some of the prophets and you could see it and how he wrote his wrote the chapters in scripture right but he was also known as a king of war Now, when we picture king of war in our heads, we picture a guy who doesn't have emotion. But you look at David and you're like, no, that man had emotion. He loved God. You could see it in his words. And he cried out to his Lord. So anyway, talking about, we were talking about Skillet and and the song that they did called Refuge. It's a really good song. And one of the sections that really stood out to me... um, was kind of neat because it kind of reminded me of the verses. It says, I can face my darkest night because I trust you with my life. I'm not afraid for you are my refuge. When it's heavy on my chest, you're the place I catch my breath. You're the only one I hold on to. Oh, because you are my refuge. And later on it says, you are my rest. You are my rock. You are my fortress. You are my strength. You are my shield. You are my defense. Nothing could ever take me from you. Nothing is ever going to take me from you. You see, this song, I think, is going to have a huge impact over time. Like, it's new, so people are starting to get it. But, you know, it's, it's a song that I can see people just praising God with. You know, a lot of times Skillet, you know, one of the things like John Cooper said, like the music's not meant for worship, but this one out of all their songs lately, I would have to say can be a worship song. And I encourage you guys to check it out if you have not. It's a really good song. I think it's going to be more of a classic than they realize. And I think it's going to be something that's going to be remembered and be used quite a bit. But the idea is, guys, this this is this is this is what I'm trying to say for this year, especially. How are you dealing with your stress? How are you dealing with your hurt and pain in the past? Are you letting go? Are you seeking God to be your refuge? Are you going through stuff right now? Are you battling situations? Are you struggling in at work? Are you struggling at home? Are you having issues with your marriage? Are you having a hard time being a parent? Like, are you seeking out the help? Are you finding men that you can talk to about these issues? Like you should be able to find men that you could talk about your sin issues. You should be able to find men you could talk about your marriage issues. And it's not a gossip 
issue. It's not complaining about your wife, but hey, I'm really having a hard time. You know, she's getting mad at me all the time and I need to, I don't know what to do with this. But you should find a group, whether it's a Facebook group, whether it's people like guys in your church, whether it is, you know, closest friends that are Christians, even if you're all not in the same church, that you can talk to and share your thoughts and your concerns and find ways to be able to get yourself into a position to know that you have people behind your back. You have people that could pray for you. You have people that can encourage you and that you don't have to sit there and think you have to find all the answers yourself. Because that's the one thing about men is we always think we have to find all the answers. We have the ones that figure it out. We have to deal with our own problems. We like, like I kind of mentioned this, I think either it was last week or the week before we think it's, it's all about us, but God being our refuge, we have someone we could just go to right now. You could get down on your knees, go before him and say, Lord, this is my struggle. Hear me. And Gordon, David, he hears you. And if your enemies are coming at you so harshly and you don't know what to do, go to the fortress of our God. That's what I did. He told me straight up, I will fight your battle. You just keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I did. It does not mean I didn't get hit by the darts. It doesn't mean I got nailed for, for things because the wolf was doing everything possible to destroy my character. And it doesn't mean that the person that was, should have been my mentor and should have been the one helping me to grow was also against me. It didn't help that. And God has been showing me that the whole time he was the one I was supposed to go to. I shouldn't have been counting on it. Remember, like I told you guys as long ago, one of my issues was that I was trying to find a human mentor here to follow. And God was like, no, no, I've been teaching you. I, I bring people in at the right time to help you grow and where you need to grow. But it's me leading you through that. And, you know, it's been a thing where I have to learn to realize that. And I haven't, like, I have friends and I have connections of pastors that I could talk to and ask questions. And there's only a few people that I can actually even talk to about <laughs> things just to, just to kind of just think outside the box a bit. And to seek out scripture that way, too. And the cool part is that those people have been a closer friendship to me than any any people I've met in my life. And I appreciate them. And I, and I hope if they ever listen to my podcast, I want them to know how much I appreciate them. And that's the other thing, guys. The other thing about dealing with your stress issues is also letting people know that who have been a part of your life and who have encouraged you thank them that that goes a long way too but understanding the importance of having god as a refuge means it's a place to feel safe place to feel comforted place to know you know, a place to rest. Like if you've been in battle, you know, there has to be places where your men can go back and they can rest. They don't have to worry about getting killed per se. Um, it doesn't always happen that way, but that's the idea of what a refuge is for. We, we know that, you know, God knows we're out in battle on a daily basis, but he also says, Hey, come to me for rest. 
Come to me for safety. Come for me. Come to me for comfort. Come to me for encouragement. I will be your strength. I will be your power and I will protect you. And like I tell you guys, it doesn't mean that you won't have bad things happen to you. It doesn't mean that you won't have struggle. But what it does mean is that when you get up wishing that you didn't have to go to work that day because you know what kind of crap's going to happen, he gives you the strength to go get through what you need to get through and then help you to get through like what you're supposed to be doing. But as I told you, that time going in to refuge is the time to like, I would say is it's the perfect time to when you need to give him your all, give him all the issues, give him all the problems, give him all the struggles, make sure he knows that you're struggling. And the thing is, it's not like he doesn't know, but the fact that you're going to him, you're basically giving of him your issues. And he says, cast all your cares upon him. A lot of people kind of don't realize that means everything. So that means all the bad stuff that happened to you from 10 years ago to the stuff that's happening to you currently. Like it's giving everything to him because a lot of times it's stuff that I've been learning through my experience and growing up, your past does affect your future heavily and a lot more than you realize. And we don't sometimes realize it until it's almost too late or we start having problems, whether it's health, personal, mental, physical type issues. And it does affect your relationships. It affects your kids' relationships. It affects your your wife's relationships. You know, there's times where men who have been brought up being abused and, and mistreated really don't know how to have a good relationship with their kids, even though their kids would love to have it. Because they've never dream, dreamed, they've never wanted anything more than just being able to be, to be able to work and live life. Like they, they've never gone beyond hobbies they wish they could have done or things that they wish they could have done when they were younger. Like they just live. And, and the thing is, I wish that some of those guys would actually understand that they don't have to miss out on building relationships with their kid if they could just allow God to have the rest of their pain. <laughs> because I really think that's one of the things that's keeping them back is the hurt that they had and the fear of failing as a parent or feel fear of failing as an older parent too as well so that's all i have for you guys this week i hope you guys have a great week and i'm going to pray real quick dear Heavenly father thank you for this time i ask that you just bless these men that are listening that you encourage them to, to seek you out as their refuge their fortress their strength their power that they don't have to face every day alone they can come to their god they can stand before you in your temple they can pray to you. They can seek you out and worship. They can just allow you to move in their hearts and their minds and their spirit to change them to, to, they don't have to hold on to all the hurt and pain of their past that they can let that go. That the current situations in their life, the struggles, the, whether it's people who are hurting them, whether it's, uh, you know, money problems, whether it's marriage problems, whether it's parenting problems, they can come to you and seek you out, seek you out for wisdom. But then you can also bring guys and, and other families and couples into their life that may be able to help them through that process of time. 
because one of your promises is we cast all our cares unto you for you careth unto us and you've promised that you will be our refuge that you'll be our strength that you'll be our fortress you'll be our rock we need to count on that and not just say it out loud but believe that you will be also our shield you'll also be even our sword you will also be the horn that calls upon the angels to come and help us through our struggles. Sometimes in our minds, we hear these words, but we don't necessarily believe them when things are in hard times or in struggle or just not going the way we were expecting. I ask that you allow us to be able to see the amazing power of who you are in our lives, the honest of who you are. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys, I hope to see you guys next time. Be blessed and have a great rest of the week. See you next time.